This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Also, we have a really cool guest today because this guest actually started out as a listener and sent an email in and said, you know what, I have some things to teach. So we're giving him a shot today. Proper energy use and energy efficiency does not have to be a really complicated thing, for real. From automated thermostats to energy-efficient windows, there are many ways to make sure your home's energy use is under control. Blake Poindexter from Seal Energy Solutions is here today to talk about maintaining your home's energy use and more tips about home energy efficiency. Also, of course, always we can help with, uh, or we can try to help with any general home improvement projects you may be working on. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Oh, and a reminder, Fixit 101 re-airs every Saturday at 9 a.m. right before the Gestalt Gardener, which comes on at 10. So, good morning, folks. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. There you go. Everybody jump in. So, <laughs> what y'all what y'all been working on lately? Oh, well, me myself, I'm uh, working on some custom uh, wood ceilings, little tongue and groove. Oh, really? Yeah, that's nice. It, it really Are is. they using a particular kind of wood or anything like that? No, it's prefabbed all. Um, oh, okay. Well, we're just installing it. It's got the little groove already cut and okay. real smooth finish. Good, good I saw I saw a room like that a couple of days ago, and it just that the when people put you know wood on the it, ceiling, man, it just it looks, looks so cool, so nice, yeah. so mm-hmm. nice, and uh, you know let's don't forget the walls. Yeah, um, I'm dealing with a customer right now, mm-hmm. and we're considering uh, wood on the ceiling and possibly a wainscot type on the walls. I can't wow. say. I mean, it does look a little next level when you put it up against like sheetrock. I like it. You know, yes. It's expensive, but right, but you know, fun. So, what are you working on, Jeff? Uh, I was lucky enough to pour a slab Saturday. Lucky enough, were you? Well, yeah, no, no rain. Everything mm-hmm. worked out great. We poured a driveway um, Tuesday after our rain Monday. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, when you uh, uh, in the in the new home construction, it's very exciting when you finally pour that slab, right? And then in that same thought process. When you're pouring that driveway, mm-hmm. that means you're almost done. Almost there. Really? Almost ready to Okay, so to, concrete, to turn pretty it much, over. concrete pretty much tells you when it's coming and going. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, you know, and you got the big pump trucks. And okay. I had, uh, I had the, the pleasure of replacing a steel sink this weekend with a porcelain sink. Yes. Wow. Uh, just FYI, folks, uh, pro tip, porcelain's heavy. It is. <laughs> it's really heavy. Um, but, I mean, really. Yeah. And it, I, I'll tell you, it makes installing a sink a little different because it adds a different, uh, you know, the weight itself adds right. a different way of installing the sink. So, you know, we were fortunate enough a couple years ago to go to the Kohler plant mm-hmm. in Kohler, Wisconsin. And, uh, man, if you ever get the opportunity to watch them build that sink, make right. that sink, it is it is. 
something to see. I'm telling you. That's funny you say that. The porcelain I'm putting in is Kohler. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, whatever, whatever, very very good product. The steel one that was in there before was whatever came with the sure, house. And so, sure, but anyway, uh, and how are you, Blake? How's it going? Oh, doing pretty good, pretty good. Okay. Excited to be here. So, are you working on anything at your home right now? I no, not in my place personally. Um, just getting ready for the summer. I know. Energy usage definitely spikes. Everybody turns their air on, and it does not right. turn oh, off. Baby. We're going to talk about especially in Mississippi. Oh, yeah. Well, we're talking about uh, the the crazy weather that we've run up on right now. Here we are, folks, on that forty degree morning and seventy five degree day that you know you never know how to dress for. But you know, what? I'll take it any day of the week. Oh gosh, me too. Compared to cold or rain. I'm so totally done with rain right now. But, okay, so today we're talking about energy efficiency with our guest Blake Poindexter. But let's, uh, uh, energy efficiency. I got a question right off the bat okay. on email. Okay. Now, this is going to be cool. Got this, uh, uh, no, wait, 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 wait. Caught the tail end where we were talking about an electrical sensor that could be used to detect a leak. Oh, yeah. I wanted to follow up on this yeah. from last week. Okay, so last week we were talking to Jeff and he mentioned a product and he said, "No, nah, it's like seven fifty. Yep. This product, seven dollars on Amazon, where you install it, um, you know, like in an outlet, and it has a wire that goes down to the floor with a little module thing on it, and if this thing detects moisture, it it it." Alerts you. It alarms you. Yes. Uh, I did. I did uh, call you. Call your bluff on that. It was actually seven dollars and ninety nine cents. Was it not seven dollars and fifty cents? So, okay. Right. Okay. So you're going to have to come a little more out. Well, of see, pocket. I learned that from my wife because if it costs seven ninety nine, it's really seven. Seven. Bucks. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's how it works. I think. <laughs> but I think anyway, that's who I learned that from. Um, and he said, uh, uh, I caught the tail end of when you were talking about an electrical sensor that could be used to detect a leak by or near the washing machine. What exactly is it called? Who is the manufacturer or brand, and how much is it? So I will have Jeff research that through our show today and give you an answer as we as we go Thanks. along. So uh, let's just go ahead and uh, start off with one one of the calls. And this one is going to be something for uh, most likely Dell and Jeff, but, but hey, you know, go ahead, Blake, at any time and jump in on any of these calls. So Melanie's on the line in uh, Mobile County, and uh, let's talk about problems with a fancy faucet. Mm. You with us, Melanie? Yes, I am. So what's going on with your fancy faucet? Well, it's not, I don't know that it's it's fancy. It's fancy compared to what I had. Oh, okay. <laughs> One of those high rises, you know, goes up and covers back down, and the, the hose, the uh, spray is in the, you right. the nozzle down. Yes, ma'am. To me, that's fancy, okay? Right, it is fancy. It is quite fancy, yes. Sure. So here's the problem. I'm on a well, mm-hmm. and my husband has to take the faucet off at least every two weeks and clean that super fine filter. Uh, the, the, the aerator. Yes. Uh, but it's still, there must, I want to know, is there another one in there somewhere? Because... It's got maybe half the pressure of any other faucet in the house. So I'm thinking there's another filter. I mean, even when he cleans it, you can't see anything there. I mean, it's so fine that when he washes it out, you don't – it's not like you see a bunch of rust bits or anything in there. I mean, we do have a high iron content water. Uh, so, you know. Well, I'm let me, let me ask. Is this something else going on. The screen that you're talking about, is this a screen at the end of the uh – which screen are you? Is he cleaning out? He's not taking the entire faucet out. No, no, just the, you know the part where you pull down the big part. Right. So he takes that off, clamps the hose 
so it won't fall back down into mm-hmm. the right. know, cabinet. And then he takes that apart somehow or other, and I guess just backwashes the filter to get the dirt out of it. It, um, in fact, I'm dealing with that right now. Um, have not been to the big box store yet, but I think they're going to have that part. It's called an aerator. Mm-hmm. If not, Google um, the manufacturer and 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 order you some spare aerators. Um, now that's the that's probably the proper way to do it. The redneck way to do it. Now let's go with that. Yeah, because that's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, take you a small drill and just drill a hole in it and screw it back on there. Get your husband to try that. So it doesn't aerate as much, or yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, like I said, the, you really want to order that new part. So you think that there's something wrong with this one? Or? No, I just think it's clogged up and uh, and you're not getting it clean enough. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, good. That's that's because uh, I was, you know, I'm I'm just about to the point of taking it out, putting the old fashioned one in. I, right? I, I, I get it. Because I'm standing there, you know, waiting for the hot water to get to the kitchen, and I'm like. I'm dying of old age over here. Right, I understand. You know, and I know sometimes supper is going to be a half an hour later because it's right. not hot water. <laughs> well, aerators changed the world as far as water flow. They, they, they did. You know. So, yeah. And they actually Try play it. a pretty decent role as far as energy efficiency goes when it comes to if you have an electric or gas water heater. Oh, the less cool. hot water you use, the less gas or electricity you're going to burn producing that hot water. So that's a good point. You know, using an aerator that's going to be one gallon per minute or one and a half gallons per minute versus something that's two or two and a half is going to actually save considerable amounts over a year when it comes to your water heater. Dude went technical. Technical. Well, I like it. Yeah, yeah, no, I saw him when I said drill a hole in it. Right, yeah. He, 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 he like, freaked. cringed. Right. Yeah. All right, you know what, though, folks? It is uh, it's time for the Atmos Energy Tip of the Day, which reminds you to call 811 at least two days before you dig uh, to have uh, underground utility lines located and marked. I've done this. It's smart. All right, so, Dale, it's your turn for the tip of the day. Okay, now, the tip of the day. This is for you beginners out there, the mm-hmm. ones that um, don't have a lot of hammer experience, hammer and nail experience, mm-hmm. and, and banging those hands up. What you do, if you're um, going to nail something, and you have your nails and your hammer, and like I say, you don't want to bang those hands, you can take a straight-tooth comb and, and set that nail there and, and, and get it started and slide it back and go ahead and nail the nail without um, your hands ever even getting banged up. That's genius. It's absolutely genius. Let me let me help with the younger folks. Combs are what yeah. people used to use to brush or comb their hair. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Not the finger combs. Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, really, how often do you see them? Yeah. That's true. But yeah, no, that's can you, a great I guess idea. you can still buy those. Huh? You can. You can. I've seen them, but that is a fantastic idea, Dale. So a way to save your fingers, you put that nail within the teeth of the comb to hold it to the wall and then go after it with a hammer so you don't lose a thumb. That's it. Smash, smash. Smash, smash. There we go. All right, there's your tip of the day. We're going to come back in a, in a few minutes here. It's time for our first break. When we get back, we'll be talking with our guest, Blake Poindexter from Seal Energy Solutions. We'll talk energy efficiency, finding energy leaks, and more. Also, if you have any general home improvement questions, we'll be ready to help. We'll talk with Tim in Oxford coming up here next. Call us at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. 
Welcome back. This is MPB Think Radio, and this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Today, our guest is Blake Poindexter from Seal Energy Solutions, and our goal today is to help make your home more efficient. One of the first things people like to talk about when they talk about home efficiency in this new Internet of Things era is basically a smart thermostat. And, and uh, I've got someone on the phone right now. Tim is in Oxford. He installed one of the Nest systems and wants to tell us about it. What's going on, Tim? Hey, it's going good. So uh, I, my house used to be uh, owned by a contractor, so he expanded a lot. So we have three units in the house, which involved me having to get three Nest. So uh, I ran into some problems installing them because it's not, it's not super easy for somebody that doesn't understand thermostats. But uh, one thing that I that I that I hey, really hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. About, Tim, did you say okay. you didn't understand thermostats? Yeah, I, I don't. You know, you know, you're taking off the old mercury unit. And oh, gotcha. Putting, okay, yeah. Gotcha. And, uh, and, and they try to make it as easy as possible, but they don't. You don't really know <laughs> what you're getting into every time. So, but one thing that really, really helped that I just was super impressed with was that uh, that uh, their customer support had me take pictures of it and then uh, text the pictures. Of, of the wires that yeah, I have, right? And uh, once they, you know, once they gave me that information, it was it was easy, easy. Really, you know, that's we we mentioned that before in the past that that um, the greatest tool now in home improvement is the camera on your phone. Yes, uh, it is unbelievable. Uh, if you if you've got something that you cannot take with you to your local hardware store to replace, you can take a picture of that item, and someone there at the store may may be able to walk right to it. It's a great tool, especially take pictures of sizes, model numbers, everything else. If you've got appliances, all that all that stuff, take pictures. It, it makes plus if you're going to take anything apart, take pictures along the way. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I appreciate it, Tim. Uh, I do have another thing going along with that, with the digital thermostat, as far as an email. Now, check this out. Darren uh, sent in, and he said, I recently got a Hive digital thermostat to be able to control from an app on my phone. Uh, When when the guide that the new digital thermostat requires, in the guide, requires a C wire for it to function properly. However, there essentially is no experience here, and I don't know who to call, and he can't find the C-wire. So the gentleman who just called might have your answer right there. Take a picture of that and talk to uh, the hive manufacturer. Have you dealt with this at all, Blake? Um, Not so much. I mean, I know always recommend switching over to the digital thermostats and if mm-hmm. you're tech savvy they can be really beneficial and you know helping with efficiency right um but i haven't had a ton of experience myself like directly installing them okay so so uh yes, java yeah i saw this question in our email jason so <laughs> uh-huh. I, I i was curious myself because i have a smart thermostat and um you don't necessarily have to have that uh c wire mm-hmm. um to have a thermostat but they do make a uh, digital thermostats that don't require the C wire. Also, they make an adapter if you don't if you need the C wire for the thermostat that you have. So if you have the Hive, there is like a quick fix with the um, with the uh, an adapter that'll give you that connection. Look at that! Yeah, so it, you can make it happen, right. but it's not necessary. Part of but the handyman hangout. Get you Java. a thermostat. There you go. I like that. Nice. Very good. An adapter. So if you've got that C wire, you can't figure out how to make that work. There is an adapter for that. 
Thank you, Java. Very cool. All right, let's go to uh, Lori in Indianola, and she's got a faucet question. Lori? Uh, yes. Hi. Hi. Good morning. Um, I have a faucet question, too. My mm-hmm. faucet is, uh, I guess, what y'all would consider fancy, mm-hmm. but the paddle <laughs> handle is so stiff, and I cannot get warm water. I get either freezing cold or hot. There is no wow. way I can adjust. Can that be uh, fixed, or do I just need to get a new faucet? How old is Fancy Faucet? It's not very old. It's, say, um, four years. Has no, it been this way all the, all the time? Good question. Yeah, well, it's been stiff, but it's gotten stiffer. And um, I'm either scalding my hands or freezing them. What's so, what's the brand name? It's a Delta. Oh, great! Um, yeah, I I would I would get a new a new uh, valve. <coughs> right. Which which uh, the reason why he said oh great was not sarcastic. It's just no. because parts are so readily sure. available. I mean, you can get a Delta part anywhere. Right. So. So go to your local mm-hmm. hardware store. Here, here's the thing you want to do, Laurie. Have you have you ever taken that thing apart? Um, I had a um, carpenter friend take the mm-hmm. paddle off. Okay. Put it back on, but inside yeah. inside there, when you take that paddle off, inside there is like this stick that sticks yeah. up. That okay. that's basically the valve, and and what we're trying to do is get that out. Uh, as Dell would always say, turn the water off. Please. Uh, <laughs> but you're trying to get you that valve get out. Wet right? quick. But when you do that, you can take that valve as a complete assembly. Walk into a store, say, I need a new one of these. They'll give you one. You can go back and just screw it back in. Yep. Chances are, um, Lori, you need a uh, crescent wrench. Um, okay. Probably. Right. <clears throat> Should have a brass nut on the top of it. Unscrew it, pull it out, and uh, right. and get you a new one. And just okay. keep a plumber number on standby just to case. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it okay. is very easy to do what Jason just said. Okay. It, it, sometimes you can install those uh, improperly with the um, – they has a little gauge that goes um, left for um, hot and, and, and right for cold. And sometimes if you install those upside down or, or not at the right level, you can't get the problems you having. Well, just take your time when you're doing it. That'll, that'll make all the difference in the world. Uh, thank you, Laurie. Appreciate that. I hope we helped out. Today, our guest, uh, Blake, is here. And uh, thanks for coming on the show, man. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to be here. Cool. Uh, tell us about your background and uh, the work you do at Seal Energy Solutions. I've uh, been with that company for a few years now. Um, kind of my intro into ener- energy efficiency. Um, mm-hmm. As far as... So what, what kind of things do you get a call for? What do you typically do? What do you recommend to people typically? Uh, normally we come in and are able to perform different tests on homes as far as like blower door tests, dug blaster, as far as playing with air pressure in the house and seeing exactly, determining exactly how leaky a house is when it comes to air leakage. Now, okay, I heard this term a little bit earlier um, about blow door, blower door test. What, what are we talking about there? Uh, basically, it's a big frame that you set up in the front or side door of a house and uh-huh. you close all the windows and doors. So you try to make the house as tight as it is naturally. Mm-hmm. And then you're able to pull air in or out of the house to determine exactly where the air leakage is around windows, cracks, door frames, anywhere in the house. And you can quantify exactly how many cubic feet per minute of air you're able to pull through that fan and show exactly how much air leakage you have throughout the house. Whoa. 
So that way you can go through with a caulk gun, foam gun, and just find the spots where the air is coming through, seal it up. Wow. That uh, You can do that? Absolutely. Who can do that? Who does that? Uh, like energy companies? Who does um, that? Energy companies will have sometimes have programs that you can look into that mm-hmm. will provide services like that. Uh, right. It just kind of varies from state to state or uh-huh. county to county sometimes. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely something that homeowners should definitely look into, especially if you have older homes you know, that are going to be prone to have settled and have plenty of leaks because right. air is like water. It's going to go anywhere it can. Well, it's funny because someone mentioned right before the show that works here that they did a blower test like that, and and they could never create enough pressure because the leaks were so bad yeah. in the house. They couldn't find where stuff yeah. was coming yeah. from. Leaking yeah. like a sieve. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You know, Blake, I, I think you can uh, confirm this. The, the uh, electrical receptacles... Switches and receptacles, um, we lose a lot of heat and air through those. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, you know, they, they make a thing for that. They actually yep. do. There's a little, uh, like a foam pad sort of thing that you can put into your outlets whose job it is is to stop that leak. Yep. yep. Or, if you're brave enough, get in the attic with a with a can of foam uh-huh. mm-hmm. and uh, where that wire goes down through that top plate... Um, the electrician has one size bit, and it's large. And uh, they, they drill that top plate. So if you'll take your non-expanding foam, spray it around that wire, uh-huh. um, that that creates the same thing that you just said. Can we make just, sure to say, again, non-expanding foam? Yes. Otherwise, you'll blow your sheetrock right. out. Yeah. <laughs> your roof will come off or right, something. Yeah. So, so anyway, that's, that's kind of cool. Now, now I, I've walked around, I don't know, and this happened in my lifetime, okay? I went from never seeing this thing to all of a sudden seeing uh, Energy Star everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What, what is Energy Star? Basically, it's just energy standard for major appliances, anything from your dishwasher, washer dryer, water heaters, anything. And it's just a rating for appliances that have reached a certain standard of energy efficiency now see i i've i've seen this you know and, and if you go to the store and, and some of your appliances have it very prominently displayed it, it is kind of something to brag oh, yeah, on definitely proud of yeah. it every time and 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 mm-hmm. and honestly if you look at products that are typically energy efficient as uh, you can get typically a more expensive or, or i'm sorry a cheaper version of whatever you're looking at that is not as energy efficient mm-hmm. but you can typically tell that in no time yeah you'll definitely see that price either come back or you know fall away from you if you do or don't get that energy star product and um, a lot of utilities will also offer rebates that's another thing to look into um, for upgrading to more efficient you know so if i buy a new washing machine or, or say a dishwasher mm-hmm. if i buy a new dishwasher and it's energy efficient where the last one was you know yeah, Not. 20 years old. Yeah. Right. So that's something that what could happen? What I mean, are you saying that I would get a rebate? Yeah, there's a, again, you have to look at your individual utility provider, right. but um, a lot of them will offer uh, rebates for upgrading from an old inefficient model of whatever it is you're upgrading to mm-hmm. Energy Star. And it just kind of depends on what you have and what you're trying to get and all that good stuff. Well, that's worth a phone call at oh, least. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, I built two Energy Star rated homes, mm-hmm. um, built them in, in Lake Caroline. And, and it's, it's like Blake said. If if you achieve that Energy Star rating on that home, mm-hmm. you, you have done something. Really? Oh, absolutely. And what does um, that mean, say, Jeff, overall? If you can certify that your home is Energy Star, what what does that mean to me? It, it means a tremendous amount of energy savings, which equals cost 
um, you know, money back in your pocket. Mm-hmm. And what I'm talking about when you build a brand new home, uh, start with something called zip wall and roof. Mm-hmm. And what we're doing, we are sealing that entire envelope as we construct it. Okay. Um, yeah, and and you'll see them around town when you're driving around. Typically, they're green, and you tape, and that's I'm talking the the wood panels. Mm-hmm. You tape every single joint on that house. Wow. Roof and walls. Huh. All right. Well, uh, how does your uh, how does the the number relate to efficiency? So, like, I buy. Uh, I think a couple of years ago we got a new AC unit. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's the there's these numbers on there, uh, like they have the yellow tag, mm-hmm. and it says here's what the energy efficiency is. The yellow tag is probably about six seven inches tall, but it's kind of a skinny yellow tag, and it has what looks like uh, a, a a meter on it with your uh, appliance's efficiency number. The thing I never could figure out was they don't give you a key on this thing to know that you know is eight good or not good. Right. You know, so so how do you how do you figure that out? I had that something you just got to look up through whatever appliance it is you're looking at. Um, the good old Google machine, right? You know, so so if I go and Google is is an eight good on this kind of appliance and it says, oh no, that's horrible. Right. Right. Okay. All right. So that's a good thing to sense. know. Yeah. Um, and that can that also give you a. a estimate of what you might be paying like per year oh yeah usually it's some of those like the yellow tags you're talking about kind of give you estimated annual savings when compared to what was considered the old industry standard as far as efficiency goes right when it comes to like sear ratings on air conditioning units um right used to be 13 was considered decent now 14 you know 14 sear anything below it is kind of eh, middle of the road so we really want people to go up to 16 or even higher yeah but again Okay. Those are pricey, but they're definitely worth it in the long run. You know, I'm I'm living proof of that. We we changed out both of our air units, I don't know, three, four years ago or something. And and we saw a dramatic our, our house is one hundred percent electrical, no gas. We saw saw a dramatic decrease in our utility bill. Really? Just from those because if you think about it, your your air is probably your largest energy user. Oh yeah, definitely. No, no, yeah, okay. So that that and heating that water, those are your two biggest things uh, that's going to that's going to take your money. Wow, we've got some uh, big questions coming up on energy efficiency, and if you want to get your question in, uh, whether it be energy efficiency or any sort of uh, thing you've got going on, just give us a call. It's time for another break, and if you want to join today's show, give us a call at eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six six seven two seven four six four, or send an email to fixit one hundred one at mpbonline.org. We're talking about making your home more energy efficient with our guest Blake Poindexter from Seal energy solutions when we return we'll talk about a program here in mississippi that can help you reach your energy goals and save you some money stay tuned be right back no matter if you use an app to start your car or still have a flip phone everyday tech can decipher today's technology for tomorrow's solutions subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or the mpb public media app Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jane Klein here with uh, contractor Dell Moore from Affordable Solutions 601. Hang on just a second, Java. Dell, how's it going with you? Everything's good, man. <laughs> yeah. 
Sorry about that. Had a little uh, headphone issue there. But, all right, we're here with Blake Poindexter, and and he's from Seal Energy Solutions. One of the things that uh, was asked here, I thought this was so funny, do you walk into buildings, Blake, and just automatically see places where there's energy loss? Like you walk by and say, hey, that crack is costing you like 7% loss. Oh, yeah. I've actually had, like, girlfriends in the past tell me to stop working. We're, like, walking around, like, a museum or something. Right. Like, Where's I feel air coming from somewhere. Where is it? Where, where are the return vents? Or, you know. So, yeah, definitely it changes the way you view the world. I understand. Okay, I've got a, uh, a question here that kind of relates to what you do. Here we go. Oh, good. Uh, Dell, jump in on this, too. Recently had an AC service. Had, this guy had his AC service. The technician suggested having just one electric exhaust roof assembly was not enough for his home. What about the wind-powered units, whirlybirds? Mm-hmm. Do they leak? That was the question. Uh, let's say, first of all, Dell, do the whirlybirds leak? Um, no. Installed properly, no. Okay. So let's start there. Now let's go to, we're in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Um we understand what that means weather-wise. So tell me, are whirlybirds the answer in Mississippi? I mean, they're definitely an option. I mean, so long as you have adequate ventilation for the attic, uh, mm-hmm. that's what's important. I mean, if you've got ridge vents or the gable vents, um, it just depends on the area of a roof and the attic space that you have. So, Okay. Um, the whirlybirds are typically pretty good. I wouldn't recommend the mechanical ones because they tend to fail, and then they're stuck in place, and they're not doing you any good that way. Oh yeah, the, you're talking about the electric ones. Yeah, yeah the electric ones. Yeah. Okay, and uh, and um, so we've had a lot of folks here recommend ridge vents in the past mm-hmm. instead of the whirly birds. What do you guys think of that? And it's more aesthetically pleasing. Some people think than having those metal whirly birds sitting on top of your uh, mm-hmm. roof, but right. Rarely do aesthetics and efficiency go hand-in-hand right now. Okay. So, I mean, that just is kind of part of it sometimes. All right. Good deal. Uh, Let's go real quick to Barbara and Tupelo. And she's got a response from last week, uh, the uh, buildup on the show door. This is so cool. We we had someone sent in a formula to get, uh, you know, soap scum off the inside of a glass door, a shower door. And they were using steel wool to do it. Uh, So, Barbara, what was your thought? Well, uh, for years, I have used liquid soap instead of bar soap. Um, I read about it in a magazine. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know that my water here is hard, but I've been in this house for 10 years using liquid soap, and I have no soap scum buildup. So I don't know if that would help him or not. Mm-hmm. You don't happen to work for the Dial Corporation or anything of that nature, do you? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much. That's a, that's a great hint. Appreciate it. Um, one of the things also that I wanted to ask you about, tell us about, I heard about this, the Ready program that Entergy customers what, what is that? Yeah, it's an excellent service Energy provides to any of its customers where you can have an energy efficiency expert come out and do an audit of the house mm-hmm. where they go in and just kind of do a visual check of all the major components when it comes to energy efficiency. So, Right. Um, How much know, does that cost? It's a, it doesn't cost a customer anything. What? Yep. All right. Yeah, yeah. So you can just call that, and say, hey, it's, that's yeah, it's nice. provided for the customer. Whoa. Okay. So do you think that other energy companies, you know, around do that sort of thing? Yeah, it varies. Like I said, it's, you know. Yeah, depending on where you are. Yeah. All right. Uh, what are the some of the changes that that would probably be made after an assessment like this? Like, what what kind of thing do these guys find? Um, 
it just depends on like again the situation the age of the house um, looking at like insulation levels um, i know a lot of homes in mississippi really have inadequate insulation when it comes to the attic or in the crawl space anywhere like that um especially with older constructed homes you don't have uh, insulation in the exterior walls mm-hmm. um uh, looking at appliances, heating and cooling systems, making uh, recommendations towards Energy Star, things right. of that nature. Let me ask, if in a home, everyone knows, well, most folks know that that, that AC, the HVAC unit, is going to be the place that uses, you know, a ton of your energy. Oh, absolutely. So, so if, if you could tell folks one thing to help them with their energy efficiency and you couldn't say another word, what would it be? The thing that would give us the greatest yield in uh, in energy, I guess, savings. What would that be? Solar. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Wasn't expecting one that one. Home, a home run. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Say what? I was not expecting it, that. No, one. I didn't expect that. Okay, but you're right. You're right. Okay. Um, is there is there anything that that a DIYer might do? that could really make a difference? Let's say I've got a good Saturday to blow between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. What can I do? Um, well, I mean, if you're willing to get it hot and nasty up in the attic and you are able to spread out some uh, blown insulation yourself, I mean, that's worth doing. I mean, it's a hot, nasty job, but, I mean, it can make some tremendous difference in just the comfort in your home as well as the uh, stopping the energy loss throughout your house. Wow, that's a good idea. So more insulation in the attic. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to get you know real bad, hot, and nasty like you do in the attic, um, going around with some caulk or the foam like we were talking about earlier right. and plugging up any little small hole like we was talking about coming from the top plate with penetration anywhere in the house, wires, pipes, anything like that, just buttoning up the house and trying to tighten up that envelope. Okay. All right, good deal. I like that. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay, a question here. Uh, this is, uh, this is gentlemen, this is for Dell and uh, Jeff. If I have a wooden door, lady uh, sent in said, I have a wooden door with a deadbolt. However, if someone comes to the door, I have no way to open it without any security. What can I do to provide myself some measure of safety? By the way, she assigned uh, this cautious little old lady. Uh, thoughts, gentlemen? I, apparently, this wood door doesn't have a peephole. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, you could do the peephole. Um, I think what I want to do is a metal uh, storm door, yes. a metal security door. Let's call it security door. Now, what what does that mean? Is it is this is it just metal or is it glass and metal? Well, I it? think it's a combination. I think you could get mm-hmm. either one, but um, I think that's where I'm going. I'm going with a metal security door. That way, I can open up my front door. I can have a conversation with this individual and right. make a decision at that point. Okay. Yes, you can get the uh, the fancy kind too. You know, a little iron design. Yeah, so make it make it, it really nice sure. looking. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or you can use the uh, doorbell camera. Yeah, that's not a bad idea either. And um, um, at the very least, put a peephole in. Yes, yeah, you know, yeah. That's that's probably on the on the dollar scale. That would be your least expensive thing to do. Okay, so I, I can would you say ju- the doorbell camera. A doorbell camera. Yeah, I like okay. that. You can see yeah, and talk to them. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and two, you could. Access that from anywhere you have internet service. Right, so, that's, a, that's um, a good thing to know. N- now, Blake, I've got a question for Blake too. Can I ask you Go a for question? It. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, solar. Mm-hmm. D- d- what's what's your opinion on solar as far as cost? Do you do you think my opinion of solar is it's t- 
too expensive right now. It would take too long to get your money back. Again, that just depends, like where you are geographically, mm-hmm. you know, in the country or in the world, for that right. matter. Um, it's getting better and better every day. Like with any technology, it gets right. cheaper and more efficient, yeah. and um, it just. We talked to a, a solar expert one time came in, mm-hmm. and he mentioned that just like a lot of our electronics, the South Korean companies are uh, like Samsung, LG, are making big strides in uh, in solar energy tech. And have made some new. He specifically mentioned LG panels. There were some specific LG panels that were had come down on cost greatly, but were putting out a high yield of energy. So, yeah, and I think too, if we could ever get that uh, footprint smaller, uh, we'd be a little more appealing. Oh yeah, yeah, than, yeah. than the huge footprint it takes to to power a, a house. That's and true. He also was trying to get um, solar powered neighborhoods. You know, so it'll be a, a unity. Uh, a group effect. All right. So, yeah. yeah. Let me ask you. So, that's a great idea. If, if everybody was buying them, then, you know, we could get the price down. Right. Mm-hmm. So a couple of other things to save energy. By the way, if you want to get your question on, it's 877-MPB-RING. Uh, a couple of other things mentioned here, obviously. And we've talked about this several times on the show. If you've listened, uh, you've heard this. First and foremost, LED lighting. Yeah. Um, so, so tell me about that. How easy... How easy is that? Do I need to change fixtures, or can I go to my local store and just buy LED lights? Oh, yeah. You can get LED lights pretty much anywhere, um, big box stores anywhere. It'll be too much longer before that's the only type of light bulb you can buy. Um, they're right. super efficient, rated to last you know, up to 12 years, use a fraction of the energy cost. Um, they're pretty fantastic. We got to be kind of knocking ourselves in our head not to, be, not to have come across that idea a lot earlier than yeah. this. Right. We could have saved a lot of power over the years. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, we got a, uh, a call on the line. Lillian is in Tennessee. She's got a question about insulation and that, uh, ooh, cathedral ceiling. Let's go, Lillian. Hi. Yes. So I was thinking about cathedral ceilings and the fact that there is no attic space. Why, why not take, you know, why are there even any of the little air things for the eaves? Why not just totally seal it off like you do an insulated cup? <laughs> All right. Uh, anybody? Who, who wants that one? And jump. Well, you're going to burn up. Well, exactly. <laughs> and, and two, that, that roof system, uh, that home has to breathe. Yes. Uh, you do not now. There, there's. Let's don't confuse this with Doug Rye. And, Blake, I'm sure you're familiar with the Doug Rye theory. No. Of sealing your make your attic same condition space as your. Oh yeah. He he's a big believer in uh, taking care of the entire envelope. I don't necessarily agree with Which that. Which would be somewhat cooling the attic, also, really. Correct. Yeah. Right. I mean, that could be good. I mean, if you're going to get the house as tight as a drum and you're going to add like a, you know ventilation, you know, through the HVAC system and all that good stuff, um, but it's definitely a much more costly way of doing sure. business. So, right, but I'm saying, though, if, if you have a cathedral and you don't have any attic anyway, how is that any different, say, from a, an insulated cup that's totally sealed? Because if you sealed it like that, you're, you're, you're going to start getting uh, mold in that vaulted ceiling, mm-hmm. microbial uh, growth in that vaulted ceiling. Right. Because it, the air has got to go somewhere. It's but right. It is, has to breathe. Yeah, it'll start coming it through go? the shingles. If, if, the, 
even with the um, holes, say, on the eaves, and you've got ventilation going up out to the little ridge vents, where is the air that's inside the house? And if it's hot, you can it's going to go, you know, get mold. Where does that, where is that air supposed to go to? Well, in an old, in an, uh, if you think of it from an, uh, more of a standard home, you know, when you see the gables, you know, that's, okay. that's what that's for. Yeah, know? and two, your air conditioning system does not pump cool air in your home. It removes the hot air. Okay. That's the, that's the basis behind uh, an air conditioning system. Okay, so if you have a cathedral ceiling, how is that even vented? I mean, you know, how does the air flow? That's where your ceiling fan comes into. Well, no, there's a space between the between the sheetrock and the roof. Yeah. It'd be well, called called a called a roof rafter. Right. Um, Lillian, it sounds like that's absolutely required up there. Would you fill that entire space, Jeff, with insulation? Between, uh, with, between? The, with the baffle, yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's got to have baffles. Okay. So I right. notice they are very hot if you don't, you know, that is a hot, humid kind of stuff. Humidity is going to be what gets you in the end there. And you'll so. run out the roof system real quick. Right. You'll yeah. see when steam you coming from under the shingles. All right, Lily, appreciate it. I hope that helps out. Make sure to get that insulation in there. Let's move on to Karen and Natchez, and she's got a comment about integrated solar panel systems. What's going on, Karen? Um, about 10 years ago, I built a house on the lake in Louisiana, actually, across from Natchez, and I used a company that did a metal roofing system mm-hmm. that has something called integrated solar panels. In other words, the solar panels are literally part of my metal roof. Really? And I have, I, I, I'm air conditioning and heating 5,000 square feet. I have 365 days a year. I've got four air conditioners, or four air conditioners or heaters running. And um, I never have a bill over $200. Wow. Huh. And so That's pretty nice. With, That's pretty five, with four HVAC systems? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, two, three-ton, two, five-ton. Wow. My gosh. You know, there are folks out here running two-and-a-half tons getting $200 bills. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. I, I was doing it. I was one of those. <laughs> I was actually one of those with more like an $800 bill a month. Right. So, um, Louisiana has some good things at the time. I'm not sure what their tax rebates are now, but a lot of my system came back to me in a big tax rebate. How, how much do you think it cost to do that system versus just the metal roof? You know, it's probably, years. <laughs> probably significant, but you said you got a rebate on the uh, solar? I got a, a rebate. I, I want to say 60% of the cost of it was a, a straight-off tax write-off. Wow, at, 60%? At that time. At that time. Uh, that's impressive. Um, that, that is impressive. I don't, I don't think they do that anymore, and I think they don't do that anymore because too many people who could not do the initial outlay complain that other people were getting a tax rebate. Um, also, All right. Louisiana, um, they have net metering. In other words, anything extra that my unit um, creates create in energy buys back at the price that they sell it to people at. Wow. Yeah. All right. Thank you so That's much, nice. Karen. That's very cool. It's It's great to hear about that. 
Folks, we've got one more break left and a couple of more things to do. Al's on the line in Mobile, and I've got an email we've got to get to today. However, you still have time to get your energy efficiency and home improvement question answered this morning. Give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Get your MPB car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash car tag. We'll see you on the road. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601. Mr. Jeff Sammons from Houseworks is here. And our guest today for the hour is Blake Poindexter. Might I mention he is a listener who wrote in to say that he might have something to add, and he has. He's from Seal Energy Solutions. If you do something like this and would like to come on to MPB's Fix It 101, please send us an email, fixit101 at MPB online.org. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back to the podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. Also listen to the rebroadcast every Saturday at nine, right before Gestalt Gardner. Let's go talk to Al and Mobile. Al, you're going to school us on air conditioning? Yeah, I just had a, a comment. I heard somebody say something about the, the air conditioning doesn't cool the air that's in the house, but my central air conditioning brings the unit to the return, takes it up to the exchange unit, takes out the heat and dumps it outside through the coolant that evaporates. Yes, sir. And it just does return the, the return. So I don't know about window conditions, but it's, it's cooling the air in the air conditioning. It's not bringing in outside air. Yeah, I understand. Very good. Yeah, the 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 principle that that Jeff was speaking of was that the thing pulls in the air that's in your home uh, that is typically warmer and more humid because you know the other thing that ACs do is take the humidity out of the air. So so, that, but yes, you are correct. It pulls the warm air from what is currently in your house and uh, conditions it. There you go. Blows <laughs> it across those coils. Right there, right. you go. Um, so I've got this email, and I had to put it on. I, we just got it, uh, and it, but I've got to say this. Okay, so Joe wrote in. He said, I'm putting a ceiling fan in the bedroom. Oh, boy. <laughs> he said, I turned the light on and found the breaker that turned the light off. So he turned the light on in the room, went to his breaker box, turned the breaker off, and the fan went off, right? So we're good. We're all good. So he uh, removed the old light fixture. And all the wire nuts on there. So he went upstairs into the attic. Said it went into the attic and started pulling wires out of the box, Mm-mm. meaning the, the the light box that he was going to. Sure. You know. Well, all of a sudden he needed to add a new light box to support the weight of the fan. Gotcha. So that's what he's doing. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden the whole thing sparks up. Oh boy. Right. He went back into the breakers. In addition to the breaker that was that was off that he turned off, another one was tripped. Another one was thrown. A breaker connected. He connected some test lights to the wires and found out that somehow two breakers had been wired to one ceiling light fixture. He could not figure out why that would do that. There's two separate circuits hmm. running to one ceiling light fixture. Hmm. Um, 
he said, I can't figure out why anyone would do that. He said he removed the wires from one breaker and used the others to power the ceiling fan. Excellent show, Joe. I, I was I was floored by this because I think maybe if someone had added a light kit to a fan, they might have felt that they needed to pull power. But I can't think of any reason to pull two mm. into one box. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, typical uh, human error. Yeah, it sounds like a really a horrible way to electrocute yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, so did we miss anything today? This is this is what I got to ask you. And and um, Blake, here's your big shot, man. All right. What what do we need to know badly that we should do right now to help us out? Because spring is springing. Mm-hmm. What do we do? Uh, you definitely want to try and get your air conditioning unit tuned up. Uh, just regular maintenance on it, getting the refrigerant level refilled, um, getting it ready and prepped to run all summer. So that would be the most efficient. Thank you so much. Okay, there's the big tip. All right, Fix-It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener is Liz Gill. For Del Moore and Jeff Sammons and our guest Blake Poindexter, this is cool. I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for Wednesday's 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Michelle McAdoo. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix-It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.